Welcome to the Enchanted Ears podcast, where we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela. And I'm Joe. On today's episode, we're going to be discussing Avengers Infinity War. Yes, and we're going to be getting into all the plot details, so there's spoilers ahead if you haven't seen the movie. We're going to be talking about what we loved about the movie, maybe what we didn't like about the movie, where we think the next movie is going to go, plus we'll be answering uh, some of your questions along the way. But first, I'd like to have us visit Angela's app corner. (laughs) (laughs) So you have another app now? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I've not heard about this one. So is this a new thing now? Yeah, this Angela's is, this is a, this is a segment download- yeah, like within our, our podcast. You're just going to download apps all the time now and talk yeah, about them. Yeah, well, as long as Instagram keeps targeting me, I'm going to keep downloading them. I will say, I've noticed this. Ever since we've started this podcast a few weeks ago, I've been looking up more things about Disney online, Googling them, checking out the websites, and I get a ton of ads now on Facebook and Instagram. Everywhere I go, it's all Disney stuff all the time now. It's so crazy. I'm not surprised by it. They this. know everything about you. Like it's insane. Uh today I was on I was on Amazon, I think, and they recommended um the Adventure Zone book because they know I listen to my brother, my brother and me. Like they know that much about yeah, me that everything. they make that. Yeah, it's very well. It's, it's very well targeted. It's crazy. Okay. So what but is anyway. this? What is this new app that you have that is now going to take uh, the place of me in your life? So, <laughs> so it's called Magic Kingdoms app, and it's by Gameloft. And I, I like to, you know, tell you why I downloaded it first. I saw there's Magic a, Kingdoms Loft. Did you no, say? No, Magic Kingdoms app. App by Game Loft. And it's by Game Loft. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I was on what I like. Like I said, I was on Instagram and I saw there was like this little video and it was Simba pulling Nala into a lake. They like, know you. They know you too yeah, well. Yeah, like they know like you he way does too in well. the movie, and I was like, oh, I'm immediately in on this. The only thing that better would be if it was Maui, if they had Maui Ooh. on there telling you to download this app. If he's like, download this app, and in advance, you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sorry. Continue. So the premise of the game is that the Magic Kingdom has been taken over by Maleficent, and there's a terrible curse that has has parts of the the park cloaked in darkness. So there are no guests, and your job as Mickey is to get rid, rid the park of the curse while also rebuilding it and getting guests to come back and like increasing their help, their so happiness. You play as Mickey Mouse. Well, this. you actually play as various characters. Okay. So like you start as Mickey and then Mickey like goofy shortly comes in and like different characters come into the game and they also carry out certain tasks. It's very much like a Sims like okay. game. Okay. Continue. So, um, and then you want to, buy rides and different establishments like they're eating establishments and things in order to and you earn potions stars and gems which is the game's form of currency like every now and then so it's sort of like i think farmville was kind of like this where you it would be like an hour and you had to wait that hour and then you could harvest after a while so they try to get you to pay to speed up that time absolutely yeah with the gems exactly so i played for i mean when i I first downloaded this. I played for about 10 minutes and the game at least is it's very narrative driven. There's a lot less things to do. It's not quite like emoji blitz. So it walks you through. The graphics are actually really good in the game. Like it's it's super it's super cool and you can unlock different various characters, which I sort of discovered that today and it was it was definitely it was interesting. I didn't feel like I had very much control though over what's going on. There's like I said, there's a very set narrative. They want you to go and do certain things at certain times. Um, And ever since playing The Witcher 3, I really am a fan of games that allow you to sort of do 
whatever you want whenever you and want to do I it. I mean, that's an unfair comparison a little bit because that's it on is. Xbox and this is on yeah, your phone. Yeah, and it's a big, expansive... So, so overall, what game. what's your kind of overall rating? You like it so far? You're going to continue to play it? You recommend it to people or... You could pass this one by. It's it's definitely it's passable. Okay, um, so you like the emoji blitz better. I do like emoji blitz better, but I will say you have not stopped playing that. No, I haven't for, for like it's, two and a half weeks. Well, straight. I earned the bonus. I'm out of bonuses, which this is my complaint about emoji blitz. After ten days, you get like a special emoji for playing. I, I forget what which one it was, but you get a special emoji for playing. But then they don't keep cu- you coming back and offering more benefits. So like day one, you got like coins. Day two, you get like lives. Day three, you got like gems. And it kept going like that. But then after day 10, like the 10th day in a row, they stopped giving me stuff for coming back. Okay, so, so you're, I feel ripped off. But you still play it though. So the joke's on you. <laughs> for so, sure. Okay. So the Magic Kingdom game, it, it's decent, but yeah, it's not It's not your favorite. I am excited to it's earn not as addictive. characters. It's not as addictive as the no, other games. No, it's okay. not. It doesn't keep so that's good. Back. You know what? I'm going to promote this one because I think a non-addictive <laughs> game uh, is definitely a, a better way to go. So is that is that your only new app for the week? It so, is. So it we is. will now have to look forward to the next Angela's, Angela's app. app Corner. Okay. Until mm-hmm. until we have the next one. So, <laughs> All right. So getting back into our main uh, show topic of the week, like Angela said, we're going to be talking about Avengers Infinity War. And we mentioned this a couple episodes ago when we talked about uh, how it was doing in the box office. So at this point, at the time of recording, it's now just shy of $2 billion, which would be, wow. I think, the fourth or fifth movie ever to go over $2 billion at the box office. So you have Avatar, Titanic, uh, The Force Awakens. I think that's it. So I think this would be the, the fourth one. That's incredible. It, yeah. And it's so it, it will break $2 billion, and it's trending ahead of where Black Panther was. So it's been out 42 days so far, and it's at 600 and almost $48 million domestically, where Black Panther at the same time was at $639 million domestically. So it's trending above that. So it'll probably do above $700 million domestically and $2 billion overall. So it's it's a juggernaut. And like I said, you know, we'll be talking about spoilers. If you haven't seen the movie, I can't imagine there's many people out there that, that haven't seen it um, at this point, as much money as it's made. So... And the other thing I wanted just to clear up before we get into it. <laughs> I'm sorry. It, I can't ignore the fact that you made like a comic book reference. Like, wasn't Juggernaut the the one guy from... Um, yeah, Juggernaut's in the X-Men. Yeah, the yes, X-Men. Yes, yeah. Yes. It was, he was in um, He was in Deadpool, Deadpool too. Yeah. yeah so whenever if you, you haven't seen that, that, spoiler. Sorry. Spo- well, we have spoiler oh, yeah. for another movie within Whoops, the spoilers sorry. for this movie. Sorry about that. But it's not a huge spoiler. But the other thing I wanted to clear up real quick before we get into the movie is we kind of butchered our rating system last time. We were kind of woefully unprepared. You know, I said it's got so many ears or whatever last time when you were trying to ask, you're confusing me by is it eight ears or ten ears or whatever. So we've we've firmed this up. So we're gonna I'm say confusing it with multiplication. We're gonna say, <laughs> we're gonna say five is five is the most. So <laughs> the cat just craw- crawled underneath our, our blanket. We put a blanket out for our dog to lay on so his claws don't make noise on the floor. And the cat is now like moving around underneath the blanket, uh, under the comforter. So so we're saying five is is the max. So five Mickey's or f- five ears, whatever you want to say. But so we're gonna give this movie four and a half out of five. So we think it's it's uh it's it's Absolutely. pretty good. Yeah, we both very, we both really, really, really liked good. it. So. Uh, so like I said, we're going to be discussing the, the plot of this movie uh, in detail. So if you haven't seen it, um, spoilers, if you don't care to be spoiled, 
Um, should, should I bring out the spoiler I, alert I would, whistle? I, go ahead. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. I would say that this one, if you haven't seen it, I would wait to listen to this because you really want to see this movie without knowing anything yeah, b- I mean, before you get into it. So I'm, I'm not... I, as much you love like I love all I do like the superhero movies but the Avengers movies in general have I think that they've fallen off a lot and if you're one of those people like me where you're like another superhero movie like what are they gonna do that's different I really really enjoyed this one I mean it was entertaining and it was a lot of fun so loved it yeah so it it was really good so we'll be talking about the plot where the next movie is going to go. And like I said, we, we've gotten some questions um, from listeners about the movie. So we'll kind of be uh, sprinkling those in as we go along. All right. So uh, let's get right into it with a question. Like I said, we, we got a few questions from listeners, but I thought this one was the funniest. So I wanted to read it first. <laughs> so this one, this one's from Brian. Uh, he asked this on Facebook and he asked, why are so many people in this movie? <laughs> So I just thought, you know what? I've asked that about most of the other Avengers movies up until this one. I, and there's way more people in this one. Than Absolutely. Other I just thought that was so hilarious. I wanted to start with that. So for, for anybody that does not know, as you're saying, this is an Avengers movie. So this is kind of a team up between all of the other Marvel characters and the Mar- most of which have their own movies, right? In the Marvel cinematic universe. So, and, and in this case, this is the ultimate Avengers movie in which it has pretty much everybody who's been in a Marvel movie beforehand. The only two that are absent from this one are Hawkeye and Ant-Man mm-hmm. uh, for the most part. So that's why everybody's in this movie because the Avenger movies and are... And the one that died. Are, uh, Red Witch's other half. What was that well, guy's name? Um, Quicksilver. That's because yeah. he, he, well, he, he died. died. That's yeah, he, he died. died. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so people that were still alive going into this movie so but that's why they're all there because it's a team up they're facing the cosmic threat of thanos so that's kind of why everybody's in this movie so i i just thought that was was pretty funny so i want to start off with that one but kind of getting into the movie you know i don't know if you have a specific point you want to start at Angela, or if you just kind of maybe want to discuss your overall thoughts like we said we both like this movie this was definitely my favorite avengers movie much better than I, age I, of Ultron. uh in I would say it's better than the first Avengers as well. Yeah. I, I Well, my gripe with the other Avengers movies is they feel like very crowded to me. They didn't, they feel very much like, okay, well we made all these other movies and now we're trying to make this big movie with all of our main characters in it. But I felt like there wasn't very much character in those movies. So it was very plot driven. And I really like the character development. And even though, though the, you know, the, the Iron Man and Thor and Hulk, they, even though those movies developed the character, I still wanted to see more um, in all the other Avengers movies. So, but this one I thought did a much better job at like giving characters moments where they were very, you could attach yourself to them very much like, um, Thor calling uh, Rocket Raccoon. What did we, what did he Rabbit. Call? He yeah, called him Rabbit. Rabbit, yeah. And you can get Rock, Rocket Raccoon, the fact that like Rocket never like takes crap off of anyone. Yeah, and he respects but, Thor. He doesn't Yeah, he doesn't so he mind. never said right. anything back. So, I mean, there were little moments that showed a lot and you didn't, they didn't need to do a lot of other things with it. So I thought that this movie did a really great job with characterization. Yeah, I was going to say, that's kind of, anytime there's these, huge ensemble movies and not just superhero movies, but any of them, 
there's always that fear of there's too many people in this movie. Nobody's going to get enough screen time. And, and that was kind of a worry leading into this. But they really did, like you said, a great job of giving everybody a, a beat. And I think what why it works so well is because they didn't try to have everyone be in the movie. They, they split them up into groups. So yeah. they had uh, like three different groups. So you had Doctor Strange, Tony Stark, uh, Peter Parker. They were kind of together as one group. You had the Guardians and Thor as another group in, in space. The galactic group. Right. And then you had uh, in Wakanda, you had Black Panther, Captain America, uh, Bucky, Winter Soldier, then Vision, Hulk, Scarlet Witch. Hulk was with uh, Tony okay. and Strange. Yeah. And then... Um, and then you have uh, Black Widow with and Falcon with Captain America as well. So they kind of broke them up in, into into groups. They gave the group time, so it wasn't like they had to get everybody a certain amount of screen time. Just being within the groups, you kind of got to see that interplay, and it worked uh, really well. And the other thing, which I liked about this movie, and after I saw it, I thought about it is to your point, there's good beats for everybody, but there's very little plot. I mean, it's basically a nonstop action movie for two and a half hours. Like if you, if you have never seen another Marvel movie, this is not the movie to start with because it does not explain who the characters are. It It assumes they waste no time. The movie starts. Thanos already has the power stone. He has Thor's head in his hands, ready to crush it, trying to get the space stone from Loki. There's no exposition at the beginning. I mean, they jump right into the they action. They throw you right into the and, action. And it it's, goes it's right from there. It's a good attention grabber. Right, um, right. So, yeah. but, but they assume you know everything about these characters and they don't want to waste your time of trying to reintroduce or explain anybody. And, and I that think that works out well. And that too. works well. Yeah, with this movie is I did some of the other movies, I felt like there was a lot of filler in it. Even though they felt devoid of a lot of substance, I felt like there was a lot of filler. In this movie... It moves quickly. Like, even though you said it's a nonstop action movie, nonstop action movies bore the crap out of me. Like, I, I can't stand it because it gets to a certain point that that action no longer interests you and they can't up the ante anymore. So the nice thing is with this movie, it didn't seem like it was too much ever, I didn't think. Right. I, I wasn't checking my watch. I was very in, involved and it was a nice... It was a nice mixture between action and comedy, and I, I just thought it was yeah, it was and, really well done. And for being the longest Marvel movie uh, over two and a half hours, it does not feel it like went that. Quick. It moves, and that's a, and that's a good point too. You mentioned comedy; they really kept the tone of all the characters well. So they kept that that kind of comedic Thor that w- that we were introduced to in Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. They kept the the humor of the Guardians. So that was another nice thing as they moved around the groups it felt like you were kind of stepping into a Guardians movie. I mean, they come on, there's only two songs in the whole movie on the soundtrack, and one of them played as soon as the Guardians of the Galaxy came on screen. And you knew as soon as you heard it, because it was kind of that old like 70s, 80s music, mm-hmm. that it was going to be the Guardians. So they, it, it felt like you were kind of moving around within those characters' movies, but it all fit. You know, Even though the tone shifted a little bit, the overall tone really worked. But like you said, so kind of starting at the beginning when they grab your attention, the first major death in the movie is Loki. Heartbreaking. Yeah. So uh, Hulk fights Thanos, um, loses pretty badly, and gets sent back to Earth. And Loki has the opportunity to betray Thor, right? Uh, 
Do I, am I recalling that? Well, correctly? he does. Yeah, he he turns over the tesseract, the the space gem, right. and then he tries. And Thor to tur- didn't know he had that. Correct, correct. He thought it was destroyed on Asgard, and then he tries to turn on Thanos and stab him with a knife. Uh, it it doesn't work. Thanos kills him, and then Himdall sends uh, Bruce Banner as the Hulk back to Earth, and then ultimately Himdall gets killed. I will miss Idris Elba. Yeah, in so these those movies. those are those are two of the deaths. So right off the bat, within five minutes, I mean that sets the tone that Thanos is not to be messed with. It did Eliminates, an excellent job of setting right, the tone, right? Right. There. I mean, he takes down the Hulk. This is a serious bad guy. Right. He took out Loki, who they cannot kill. Right. They t- he took out Loki, and that in was the blink it, it of an seemed eye. pretty definitive because he choked him out. I mean, he yeah. he looked pretty dead there, but. And it wasn't one of those projections, or it seemed like it, it didn't, couldn't it possibly didn't, it, be one of those. Yeah, projections. we can we can talk about that later. But yeah, and but then he he beats the Hulk in a fight, and then he basically bests Thor as well. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, those are two of the strongest Avengers. I mean, I think I think we need to say after this movie, Thor is the strongest Avenger. I know he's joked about that before, <laughs> and it's always been the Hulk. But Thor really he pulls through kind of in the end of this. But yeah, so so you know, Thanos he's super is not strong in Ragnarok. Yeah, too. yeah so you you know. Thanos is, is not to be messed with. And then, like I said, it's, it's kind of nonstop. And then jumping to the end, you know, it ends with that snap. And then half the universe turns into dust. I like to call that the purge. I, I feel like that. that <laughs> That's was the a, Marvel uh, purge. Yeah, it was the, Mar- the Marvel purge. The Marvel purge. So every, everybody turns into dust. So this might be a good time to, to list off because there were quite a few deaths and then quite a few people that got turned into dust. So maybe kind of list those off and who's still alive. Uh, kind of at the end of this movie so sure so the people who were killed during the movie were loki and hindal which we already mentioned and also heartbreaking gamora and vision they they were killed during the movie before the end the people who were turned into dust and every and all and all of those people were killed either in order to obtain an infinity stone or as a part of Thanos getting one. So Loki right. turned over the, the space stone. Ultimately got him and Himdall killed. Thanos sacrificed Gamora. Because she's the only thing he for cared the soul, about. Which I thought was really interesting. And we can we can kind of get back into this of, of how they sympathized Thanos to an extent. And then Vision, because he had the Mind Stone uh, in his head, you kind of figured he wasn't long for this world anyway. So good. Who, who turned into dust now? So... Black Panther, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Bucky, Falcon, the Scarlet Witch, Star-Lord, Groot, Drax, Mantic, Yeah, basically Mantis, the whole Guardians are, Nick, are gone. Nick Fury and Maria, Maria Hill. Hill. Maria Hill. Maria Hill. Yeah, so yeah, basically the whole Guardians are gone. So that leaves... I'm sorry, wait. Maria Hill? What that's Colby Smulders' character. Oh, yes, okay. yes. That, that's her name in the... They don't say her she's, name very much. Yeah, she's part she's of Nick the Fury's, she's part the of Shield, Shield, right? Yeah. yeah. She's she's Nick So if you Fury's watch, yeah, she's assistant. in that Agents of Shield show too, is she? I think she shows she's up a little bit. She's been in several think, of the other Yeah, I think she Avengers shows up movies. a little bit. Yeah. But she was in How How I Met Your Mother. Yes. As yes. Robin Shabotsky. Shabotsky, yeah. Let's go to, to the, the mall, mall today. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, but yeah, her name's her name's Maria Hill. But so that leaves alive um Basically, the original Avengers lineup, which is interesting because you have Captain America and Tony Stark who are alive, who basically... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Any... Tony Stark and Captain... We we have to... We need to say Steve Rogers. Rogers. Yeah, Steve, Steve Rogers. Rogers and, yeah, and well, Tony we Stark. Either, yeah, or Iron Man. Yeah, we're kind of mixing. It's, it's very fluid here between their names <laughs> and uh, 
You know, we could be like Peter. So I, Lucy Goosey. Oh, I guess we're using our superhero names. So I'm, <laughs> I'm Spider-Man then. That was a great, that was a great line where yeah, he talked to Strange. It was still just as funny too, even though it was in the yeah, preview. Yeah, even though you knew they were going to say it. Yeah, so basically, but before this movie, anything you read rumor-wise was, hey, oh, I think Cap's going to die. I think Iron Man's going to die. You know, everybody's saying, and then when the movie ends, they're the ones that are still there. So right. you have you have Captain America, um, Iron Man, Thor... Black Widow, Hulk, War Machine, Rocket and Nebula. So they're the only two Guardians left. Um, Akaye. Akoye. Akoye. And uh, M'Baku uh, from Black Panther. So, And then the people we don't know about because we didn't see. So um, T'Challa's sister, Shuri. We did not see what happened to her. So I have to assume Basically she's the still alive. Yeah, I have to assume. I'd have to. She is. She is great. I really wanted her and Tony yeah, well, to be in the we're, same we're room. We're gonna talk about to that. Be in the same yeah, room. Yeah. It was good to see her and Bruce together, but we didn't see anything happen to her. So we have to. I'd have to assume she's still around. And then, like we said, uh, Ant Man and Hawkeye were not in the movie at all. They were mentioned that they were on house arrest at a point, and so I imagine we'll find out more when the Ant Man movie comes out what he's been up to, and then Hawkeye will be in the next movie. But then this kind of leads oh, and Valkyrie. Yeah, I would say so. This, so we actually got a, f- a few questions about this too. So a lot of people were asking, um, you know, after uh, seeing Ragnarok, we were introduced to Valkyrie, played by Tessa Thompson, who was great in it, and then Korg, that was my favorite character, <laughs> played by Taika Waititi, the director of that movie. So both of them were on the Asgardian ship at the end of Ragnarok, but then they weren't seen at the beginning of this movie. Yeah. So a lot of people were asking, uh, you know, what happened. And we got a lot of questions on that. So they, the director, Joe and Anthony Russo, came out and said that Valkyrie was on the other half of the Asgardian ship. So when Thanos came, he split the ship in two. So presumably half of Asgard is still alive. He didn't kill everybody. So she was on that half of the ship. No word on Korg, though. I'm crossing my oh. fingers and holding out hope that he's alive as well. <laughs> and, and if Taika Waititi can make it back for the next one, uh, that he'll be there. I hope so. Yeah, so Valkyrie is still out there. Uh, Korg we're not sure about so yeah so basically it's interesting that they end this movie after so many great movies with you know Black Panther being the phenomenon that it was Spider-Man Homecoming being I think being the best Spider-Man Tom Holland is definitely the best Spider-Man they've had he's very upbeat he's not yes yes and uh you know the Guardians are are great as well that they're basically all out of these movies and and who's ever and the people that are left are are the original Avengers so I thought that was kind of an interesting twist it was something you really weren't Very expecting unexpected. right because all the rumors like i said going into it were um chris evans who plays steve rogers his contract's up he's kind of publicly stated he's done with these movies after avengers 4 robert downey jr is kind of getting older i i don't think he's done with the movies but you have to imagine eventually he's gonna have to pass the torch um somewhat so a lot of people thought hey this is the movie one of them goes yeah but uh, so we'll see. Yeah, so there's a lot of people who are in this movie and then a lot of people who aren't in this movie at the end. So I want to ask you, Anders, what deaths do you think are going to stick? So, you know, this is a comic book movie. It's a superhero movie. So I think we all kind of know this isn't the end. I mean, there's going to be another movie. Some of these people are going to be coming back. Maybe some come back and some of the people that are left don't make it out of the fourth one. Right. But what what do you do you think Are any of the deaths the dust? actually stick? We're, we're counting the yeah, dust people. Yeah, too? we're going to count the dust as as deaths. So what who do we do you think any of these are going to stick? I 
I really find it so hard to believe. I don't want to believe this, but I find it very hard to believe that they're going to undo what happened to Gamora. So yeah, like she was very definitively killed. Like he had to sacrifice her in order to get one of the stones. So with like, I don't understand why the stone would have came to Thanos if Gamora was not dead. So, I mean, I don't know if they'll keep her dead, but I kind of almost have to believe that the way they left it seemed like she was very, very dead and you can't bring her back. I'll yeah. say we'll we'll get into that a little bit later because I do think there is some stuff with the with the soul stone that the people that are dead or, or turned to dust may not actually be dead. They may kind of be trapped in the soul stone. So there, there could be a way... Loki's having like an allergic reaction right now. <laughs> he just keeps sneezing up a storm. So the, there could be a way um, to bring them back, but we'll see. So you think, but you think Gamora, I that think one sticks. Gamora's probably dead. Uh, I also think. Well, I mean, uh, she's definitely dead now, but you think it sticks yeah, it's, through it's, the it's, next it's. one. I think that the Falcon, I, I don't, I have to believe like the Falcon's one of my least favorite i don't really think that he adds a whole lot yeah i don't see him them bringing him back um let's see i mean yeah so i i think i think the people that were killed killed so not turned into dust so loki oh yeah i think is gone gamora and vision i think those people vision may come back because they may be able to rebuild him to an extent since he's an android but i think the other people that were killed, I think they stick. I think anybody that turns to dust is completely up for grabs. Right. I think some of them could come back. I, I think some s- may not. I don't see Maria Hill coming back. I don't see what she adds to the franchise too much. Uh, Nick Fury maybe comes back. I, I, I could see him coming back. But the rest of that list, the dust list, like Black Panther, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Bucky, I think is going to take over the torch for Cap. Uh, Scarlet Witch, Star Lord for sure, Groot, Drax, I don't even Mantis. I think that Mantis was kind of a fan fave, so I just don't see them leaving those people dead. And we'll get into this as we kind of talk about our predictions for the next movie. But under one of my theories for what's going to happen in the next one and then post-Avengers 4 in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you could make a case that everybody that turns to dust is going to stay there. So mm-hmm. I, I could I could make a case for that, and I'll get into that later, but that everybody that turns to dust, there's a reason the original Avengers are the ones that are alive, and all the new characters who they've kind of announced movies for, for some of them, are the ones that are turned to dust. So we'll, I look forward to hearing. Yeah, it. we'll we'll get into that. So so yeah, so that that kind of I mean that covers the main thing. So yeah, ultimately, the, like I said, the whole movie it's around Thanos, and he eventually gets all the Infinity Stones. He assembles the Infinity Gauntlet, turns half the universe into dust, and it ends. This is the and I love that they ended it this way. They they weren't afraid to let the villain win in this case. I right. think so many of these major movies you have a great villain in it. But they never want to fully let them in. Even, I mean, now this was, you know, 30, 40 years ago with Star Wars. Darth Vader wasn't necessarily defeated in the first movie. And he, you know, he had some wins, but ultimately they blew up the Death Star on the end. Like it always ended yeah. on an upbeat note. This ended. It was very dark. On a, on a down note. I mean, Thanos, you you do sympathize for him. I think they did a great job of kind of making you feel. He, he had is, a cl- well, He's definitely, I think, the best villain that yeah. they've had. Next because to Loki. Next to Loki. That his 
he even though it's misplaced, he cares. Right. He had he you could understand he had a clear motive. So his homeworld of Titan was overpopulated and his he came to the elders and said, I know how we can solve this. We need to have our population. And we're not going to do it that we're just going to kill all the poor people or the people that can't afford it. It's going to be random. So it'll be rich. Sort of like it'll the be lottery poor. by yeah. Shirley Jackson. It'll, exactly. It'll be young. It'll be old. So it'll be fair. But then we will prosper because we won't have as many people. And they didn't listen to him. And ultimately his planet died. And one of the final battles takes place on Titan. And you can see I mean, it's completely wiped out. So his goal is the universe... Can't, it's limited resources, and there's too many people, too many species out there. So he needs to eliminate half of them to make sure that half can survive. Because he he sees if I don't eliminate half the universe, then nobody in the universe is going right. to survive. So he basically says, I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to sit and watch the sun rise as the universe thanks me. That, he kind of says that early in the movie. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, he, does that. he snaps his fingers, half the universe turns into dust, and then, I don't know if it's exactly the final shot, but it's one of the final shots. He is sitting there uh, on some planet. I'm not sure if it's Titan that he rebuilt or whatever, or some just some other planet. And he's watching the sunrise, uh, kind of, you know, a smirk, smile on his face that he succeeded. Yes. And I just And I just thought that was just so perfect that they weren't afraid to let him win. You know, it wrapped up the movie. It's kind of on a cliffhanger because you want to see what what happens next but it's not like you know i read that they i felt that the story was pretty well yeah they wrapped up because i mean they left it open but it was it didn't feel like um they stopped in the middle of the action and now you're like oh great i have to wait another year for this to come out it wasn't like a pirates of the caribbean 2 where you know barbosa walks down the stairs and you're like what he's alive how and then the scene cuts and you're just like well this so many more things need to happen in order for this movie to end and you're telling me it's over right I did read somewhere that they um, played with ending the movie right after the snap. So you'd see the snap and then it cut to black. But then their their comment was, well, then you're kind of cutting it midway through the action. So the start of the next movie would just feel like a continuation of what you just saw. So I think where they ended it was was. I really think it was good. a better, yeah, that's a yeah. much better ending. Yeah. Because then there are a lot of questions that come from that that are better to leave your, your viewer with. I mean, if you would have ended with the snap, it would have been, well, who who's gone? But... That wouldn't have had as much impact as if the movie opened with that, right. as if it closed. Right. Yes. Yeah. So now there's all this call. speculation of how they're going to get them back. Uh, you know, who's actually dead? You know, what's going to happen? Who's who's going to come back in the next one? You know, where are they going to go? And so, and the other thing about this movie is that, you know, it saw a lot of uh, character growth. I think in, in a lot of the characters. So, like I said, Thor. I mean, he's really stepped up, and I think you know. I, He's been one of my favorite characters, especially after Ragnarok. But <laughs> this sees him getting uh, his new axe, Stormbreaker, uh, yes. which is more powerful than his hammer. It has the power of the Bifrost to it. And it basically makes him unstoppable. Like With Peter he, Dinklage. Yeah, yeah Peter, Peter Dinklage um, is the one that, that, that built it out of the, the dying star. But he basically re- takes the full force of a star basically almost kills himself to get this thing made and he almost kills Thanos Mm -hmm. and it's kind of you know it's good because it shows the growth of his character he's becoming one of the strongest Avengers you know they're they're in the battle of Wakanda 
um, with the Black Order. So you have uh, Black Panther and Captain America, Black Widow, and, and that team fighting the children of Thanos and the Black Order. And they're kind of getting overrun. And then Thor comes in and basically just lays waste to them all. And he has a shot at Thanos, but mm-hmm. he kind of lets his pride get in the way of him because he wants to pay him back for killing Loki. So he wants, so he goes for the chest so that he can kill him and then have him know that he killed him. Mm-hmm. And really, that was his mistake because Thanos was still powerful enough for that snap to snap his fingers and kind of end it. And he says, "You should have went for the head." Yeah. And then and then snap. He's like a so, zombie. Right. And, yeah. So it's like, but I mean, he could have had him. I mean, that's yeah. how powerful he is. So I think it's a good thing that Thor's still alive because he's one of their their he's best. He's one chances. of their strongest assets. Yeah. So talking about the Battle of Wakanda, uh, that was one of the biggest uh, battle sequences in there. And I thought that mm-hmm. was really well done. That that was kind of the main fight in the whole movie. Yeah. Um, there were a couple like little battles, skirmishes. But that, yeah, but that was one of the main ones. But we had a question uh, about that because this was from uh, Jennifer. The question relates to because in the trailer, they show the battle of Wakanda, but the Hulk is running in it with Mm -hmm. them. But in the movie, so after the Hulk kind of gets beaten up by Thanos in the beginning, he's Bruce Banner the rest of the movie. Yeah. So the Hulk doesn't want to come out. Bruce won't. Uh, he, can't, he can't coax him out. Right, yeah. He has a, he has those scenes where he's trying to say come out and Hulk's yelling. No! No, yeah. So so in, in the battle, he, Bruce is in the Hulkbuster armor. So a lot of people were confused by that. And you know, so that's what we had that one question of, like I said from Jennifer, why was the Hulk uh, in the Battle of Wakanda in the trailer but not in the movie? Mm-hmm. So it was a little bit of, not necessarily misdirection, but the directors, you know, they didn't want to give everything away. Yeah, it was, it was kind of like the... Um... That moment in Rogue One in the trailer where she's like, this is a rebellion. I rebel. Wasn't that not in the movie? Yeah, that wasn't in the movie. So, yeah. So, <laughs> so they put things in the trailer to kind of, I mean, you know, yeah, le- lead, you. lead you astray a little bit. But that, kind of, but the other thing, though, that's interesting with the Hulk is this Loki theory. Oh, yeah. So, have you heard about this? I have. I have. I was going to get into that, too. Um, I you You sort of briefly inform me about it which is part of where i got what i think is gonna happen the next movie from but okay so you want to kind of go into that then so starting going into the next one you want to cover that sure so i think that the movie is going to pick up exactly where it left off no time pass or maybe a little bit of time passes so maybe um, i don't know a month to a year like maybe that time frame but i think that the aftermath uh, and i think that the whole story of this of the sequel is going to be thanos's redemption so i think that the aftermath of the purge won't be what thanos pictured so he's going to have to admit fault and join forces with the remaining avengers in order to undo the destruction but i think that the infinity gauntlet is going to ultimately either malfunction but probably more interestingly it's going to get stolen by an even bigger bad person who wants to use his or her powers for evil so thanos had like an actual reason for wanting to do it and i feel like the person who will get it will just want the unabated power uh it seems like thanos maybe won't use it that way yeah so if you look that's a good point so if you look in the comics comic the infinity gauntlet which was the precursor to the infinity war comic which is what this one was named after 
actually that one took place after the snap and then actually saw Gamora or not Gamora I'm sorry Nebula taking the gauntlet from Thanos so it's interesting that Nebula is still alive so like you said there's a potential maybe maybe they follow that kind of storyline and have her get the gauntlet and then Thanos has to team up with the Avengers to kind of stop her yeah exactly but also, um, so I think that, that that this bad guy is, it's going to be this big battle, but I think that, that bad guy could even be, drumroll please, Loki. So you think it could be like, so you think Loki is still alive out there? I'm hoping. So you think he'd be the big bad, so like He's I said, been the big bad a lot. Yeah, so this leads into to the theory that he is still alive. I ultimately don't think, if he, I think this theory is very strong that he is still alive. I ultimately don't think he'd be the big bad again. He's had... He's been he's been the villain before. He's so, and he's sort had of too much of a path but he's to had too much of, of a redemption. Yeah, I think Ragnarok really saw him turn the corner, and he tried to do right by Thor at the beginning of this movie. And you know he he said Thanos, you're you're going to Earth. You need somebody to help you. And it looked like he was going to go with him, but they turned on him. So I think he's trying to. Go, so to have him be the villain, I don't think is ultimately what will happen. I think that was more wishful thinking than actual prediction. And one other thing about this is I'm hoping this has nothing to do with my prediction, but as you mentioned earlier, I'm hoping to see Shuri and Tony Stark meet in the next movie because I just want to see her laugh at him and his technology. Because I think that this scene we'll maybe talk about people who we hope kind of meet up in the next one, maybe in a little bit, but that is a good one. So this theory though with Loki and when I first heard about that people were saying Loki's still alive I kind of dismissed it but whenever you hear it it makes a lot of sense so the theory goes that Loki was not killed on the ship so that it was a projection that how does he strangle that, him, that Thanos then? killed how does Thanos his, him? his projections are pretty real so well there's that part in Ragnarok though when Thor throws, I don't remember what it was, a stone or something at Loki, and it goes through the projection, and he says, yeah, you're not even here. This is whenever he was with Korg. That that could be. That could be the hole in the theory that unravels this whole thing. <laughs> but it could have been him. I mean, he could have been faking the death. He could have made it look like he died or something. But the theory goes that he was really impersonating the Hulk so that Himdall sent Loki to Earth as the Hulk. And then, so when Loki gets to Earth, he's imp- impersonating Bruce Banner. So Bruce, ex- Bruce is still alive. Yeah, and this also explains why Bruce Banner could not change into the Hulk the entire movie Correct. because Correct. he is not the Hulk. Correct. Right. And so the Bruce is presumably with Valkyrie on the other half of the ship, but it explains a lot because Bruce does act differently in this movie, and when he comes to the to Sanctum Sanctorum with Doctor Strange and Wong and Tony, he knows everything about Thanos mm-hmm. and he knows everything about the Infinity Stones. And it does not make sense because it's been established that Bruce can't remember when he's the Hulk. So in Ragnarok, right. he, when he's he's been the Hulk for two years in Ragnarok, yep. he turns back into Bruce and he thought the events that happened at Age of Alteron were basically an hour ago. Right. So two years are gone. He's the Hulk on the Asgardian ship. So he should not remember anything. Yeah. And also he doesn't give, um, he doesn't give Black, oh my Widow. Gosh, Black Widow a second look. Yes. He, I, they had sort of a, a relationship thing going in the last Avengers, Age of Ultron. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They had something going on. And then in this movie, 
there are a couple scenes where they're together and, and almost she looks confused, I think, a little bit even. Right. So he acts Maybe that's a little, just me projecting my act, feelings. But. He acts a little off. He knows a whole lot about what's going on. He's he's a better fighter than Bruce is because, I mean, Bruce really isn't a fighter. The Hulk's a fighter. But, you know, he uses the Hulkbuster armor. He's pretty adept at that. So it, it all, I mean, if you look at it, it makes a lot of sense that Bruce isn't who he says he is. Now, that leads into another potential theory where this could go, that they could be setting up the secret invasion plot line where mm-hmm. some of the, mar- in, in that comic book saw the some of the Marvel superheroes replaced by aliens. So they were replaced by the, um, by the Skrulls. And what they did is they, cl- they kidnapped them and cloned them and then took their place. And then eventually, you know, it's discovered that a lot of the heroes in the uh, Marvel universe have actually been scrolls the whole time. Oh my goodness. I think that would be a little bit out of left field if they did that. That sounds like one of those comic books that goes off and then people want to like forget it sort of. But the interesting thing is Captain Marvel, which comes out before the next Avengers is taking place during the Kree scroll war. So, we are, we haven't met the scroll yet, but we're gonna meet them. So it, I just keep picturing like it could Papyrus ha- rolled up whenever you say a, a that scroll. Yeah, it's S K R U L L. We could potentially see that. So that's another interesting take. Is yeah, maybe Bruce isn't Bruce, but maybe he's not Loki either. Maybe he's you know really an alien species because he was gone for a long time. So who knows uh, what really happened? But I thought that was a really interesting theory, and I th- I think that would be a it would be a good twist to have Loki come back, but also I think that's happened a lot, and I think right. that might be a little bit of a overplayed. A, yeah, and it might be cheapening his death. Yeah. So I I think ultimately he's dead, uh. but it is a very convincing theory. If you want to, yeah. if you have some time, and Google the theory to read more about it. It is very interesting. Yeah, but it, it makes a lot of sense because I mean, Bru- at least what you told me. Yeah, I didn't, Bruce I didn't look Bruce it up. does act you know a little bit strange in it. Um, so I'm. I'm kind of with you as far as where the next movie is going to go to an extent. I think that ultimately what will happen is there'll be a greater threat and that Thanos will have to join forces with the Avengers to an extent. Because it was interesting at the end of the movie, it said Thanos will return. Not the Avengers oh, or anything. Oh my gosh, I it, didn't even it, pick yeah, up on that. It said, it said Thanos will return. So he was clearly the main character in this movie. And I think the next movie will kind of revolve around that. So there's a lot of different... Wa- it's a redemption story. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways it can go. Cause, and in the comics, that's kind of what happened is he got the Infinity Gauntlet, but then he, he felt unworthy of its power ultimately. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, that kind of became his undoing and he lost the Gauntlet. Like I said, Nebula gets it. And there's a lot of different stories that deal with the Infinity Stones and the Infinity Gauntlet. But I think uh, a greater cosmic threat is going to come now because you don't really eliminate half the universe right without gaining some enemies or well i mean or having it's some... any political coup whenever there's a political coup, coup right. that happens there's somebody always vacuum. steps in right. yeah right because there could be another you know cosmic entity that says oh hey they're weaker now i'm going to come in or like you have right. Dor- dormammu who dr strange defeated dormammu. who dr strange he didn't defeat, but he kind of had an arrangement with him not to take over Earth, this universe. Uh, now Doctor Strange is gone, so maybe he sees an opening and comes in. So I think there's a lot, you know, potential that you could could go with that. But ultimately, I think 
what kind of will happen is uh, Captain Marvel is definitely going to play a huge role. We have not, we didn't mention her in this. We have to presume she's alive because talking, jumping to the post-credit sting um, when Nick Fury pages her. Right. So that, that we was see her emblem. Yeah. We see her emblem on there. So I think, you know, she'll have to come and like I said, we'll learn more about her and her movie, but she is essentially like the most powerful superhero out there. Mm. so it'll be interesting to see her and thor meet up right because because she's a a kree human hybrid is basically how she gets her powers but she's you know they've said is like the most powerful hero out there so i i could actually see her wielding the infinity gauntlet oh in the next movie interesting because you figure it has to be somebody extremely powerful yeah and and as she's one of the most powerful avengers Looking at the comics in the Infinity Gauntlet comic, Adam Warlock is actually the one who... This guy's real last name, Warlock? Warlock. Adam Warlock. Can we change our last name to that? <laughs> sure. Angela Warlock. So, I like it. Has a nice ring. Does. So he ultimately wields the Infinity Gauntlet in the comic books. Now, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 made reference to Adam Warlock, but we haven't officially... It hasn't officially been introduced. So I kind of feel like Captain Marvel is going to take his place. He's a cosmic character who has a lot of power. She's a cosmic character who has a lot of power. So I think she may wield the gauntlet in this point. Like as a bad guy or as somebody who's going to no, use as a power hero. for good? Okay. Yeah, as a hero for good. Because a lot of what the, the talk is is that there's going to be time travel in the next movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that it's going to be so much time travel as I think... And it may be time travel, but it's parallel universes. So okay. I think Ant-Man's going to introduce a lot. I think we're going to get a lot more into the multiverse. I think we're going to kind of see that. And the Ant-Man trailer really sold me on this because this is kind of what I thought. But then the most recent trailer, they really they make mention to the multiverse and him jumping through um, kind of dimensions oh. with it. So the villain can can kind of phase through walls and stuff and go through dimensions. So I think... That's going to set us up for Avengers 4 where they can u- use the multiverse to go to parallel dimensions and then try to get their own Infinity Gauntlet. Oh, it could be like Supernatural. They could pull in the heroes from the other dimension and bring them back. Right. Yeah. So that's yeah. So they could go in, pull the heroes back. That's how they could get them back. Or Hashtag bring back Bobby. <laughs> or they could. <laughs> or they could. Um, and Charlie. Or they could, you know, get their own in- Infinity Gauntlet. But I think, and I think ultimately what will happen is... Oh, that would be an interesting thing. Like, if they had two Infinity Gauntlets and then they had to duke it out with the Infinity Gauntlets. Right. Yeah, to see to see what will happen. Ooh. All right. I wasn't a fan of this theory that you had until you brought this in. And now I'm in. Yeah. I'm all in. But I still think there's going to have to be a, a greater threat. Because I think a movie where... It sees our heroes traveling through time or different universes to assemble their own Infinity Gauntlet just to fight Thanos again. Yeah. Is kind of is kind of boring. Yeah, there's there's got to be it's something else. It's not going to be Thanos, I don't think. Yeah, I think I could see Nebula because I think Thanos is going to think I defeated everybody. There's no real need for me to have this. I won. The Avengers can't touch me, and he gets sloppy and. You know, yeah. somebody comes in and, and scoops Nebula, it up. I mean, I think Nebula finally came to care for Gamora toward the end. And now that Gamora's gone, it might have unhinged her a bit. 
So that's that sounds like a pretty solid theory. And then this is kind of what I was mentioning earlier. The fact that everybody that was turned to dust may stay dust. So the soul gem or the soul stone, it's kind of its own universe in itself. So you remember Black Panther, how they had the ancestral plane? Mm-hmm. So there was there was a lot of that. And that's a lot of people thought that that was actually the, the soul stone causing that. It turned uh-huh. out it wasn't. But it's kind of that idea of that if you're killed by the soul stone, you're really not killed. You're just kind of transferred into the stone. And we saw that kind of soul world when Thanos snapped his fingers. And I kind of think he died at that point because Thor got him with Stormbreaker. Mm-hmm. But then he goes into that world and he sees the young Gamora talking to him and it's kind of that orange uh, hue. Okay. The- okay. I was I was like scrunching my eyebrows at Joe real hard because I had no idea what he was talking about. But yeah, whenever he goes and sees Gamora as a child. Right, right. And she kind of asks him, you know, did you succeed? And, you know, he says yes. But it has that orange hue to it. Mm-hmm. So I almost think he like died and the soul stone brought him back. I think really what happens is they're all trapped in that world. And I think what they'll do is with the whole potential time travel or parallel universes, however they decide to play it, they're going to use this as a launching point for the next movie. So they've already, the next kind of set of movies, they've already announced Avengers 4 is going to have a definitive end. Not a definitive end to all the Marvel movies, but it's going to be an end to the chapter. Oh, that'll be nice. Right. So how better to end the chapter and start a new one, but to take a page from the comic books how you know the comic books have created they've created the new avengers you know they have competing storylines they have you know the amazing spider-man and spider-man they have the the new avengers the young avengers but to use this idea of another universe or another kind of galaxy in the soul stone that they stay there and now it becomes kind of the Mar- the new marvel universe right so right. that way you could have sort of like the mickey mouse club i've been doing some research and that's what they do they did the Mickey Mouse Club, the new Mickey Mouse Club, the all new Mickey Mouse Club. Right, right. But so that way you could have these characters. You could still have a Black Panther. You could still have Spider-Man. You could do these movies again. So there'll be some similarities, but it'll be different because it's in a slightly different universe. That's interesting. Right. So it, allow, it allows them to create inconsistencies. Right. Because there's talk of, you know, they've already announced that allegedly... You know, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is going to happen and all the Guardians are going to be in it. Spider-Man 2 is going to happen. Um, but they haven't necessarily announced that it's going to be the Spider-Man we know. Right. You know, maybe, or, or it's going to be the Guardians lineup we know. <laughs> They're going to bring Tobey Maguire back. Yeah, I, don't think, I don't think they'll do that, but it doesn't <laughs> necessarily kidding. have to be the Guardians we know. Right, right. There's talk that in Black Panther 2 that Michael B. Jordan may be coming back for it. Which doesn't make sense in the current universe if he's dead, but if it's a parallel universe yeah. where he's still alive and maybe he's not the villain and okay. maybe, maybe he, you know, he came back to Wakanda as a child. You know, so you could have these interesting stories, you know, where, where it's the characters you have, but you can kind of relaunch it as well. So you can close the chapter on our current heroes who stay in this timeline. Right. So you don't have any more, you know, Iron Man, but they don't necessarily die. You know, they can still live their life, but well, Iron Man's still alive. But yeah. Right. But what I'm saying is he can stay in this universe, but then you could still have, Spider-Man, and they're they're in a separate oh, they're in a separate saying. parallel universe. So they start following characters in the other universe, but they can leave Iron Man and not do any more Iron Mans. Right, because... but they don't have to kill them. Right. Oh. yeah, that's so. I think that's cool. I think ultimately that's that's kind of my prediction of where this goes. Is that's how they that's how they 
end this one and start the whole new set of movies is that there's going to be something with parallel universes or time travel that it gets reset. So it's going to end this, you know, 10 year run of movies and we'll be able to continue with characters we know, but it'll be slightly different. So they may be able to tell similar stories, what but in a slightly different way. Of the Marvel planning or we're in phase three, we're in phase three, but I think there's no more. They've talked about no more phases after this. So okay. it, it is kind of a whole new reset. A and whole I think, new world. So I think this will be, I think this will, I think that'll be a, a cool way to kind of handle that. And it's just like they do in the comic books where they, you know, people die, then they reboot them in a different kind of timeline. Okay. And, and, and we saw that in, uh, what, what book was it? That was in the, the Secret Wars where they actually saw all the Marvel universes coming together in a place called Battle World and fighting it out. So wow, they really worked hard on that name, yeah. didn't they? So, so there were multiple Spider-Man fi- in there, multiple Iron Man from the different universes uh, fighting it out. And then it saw the destruction of the entire Marvel universe and the rebuilding of it, which then created new, uh, a new timeline. So like all the you know, uh, offshoot timelines came together they battled out and then it continued. Talking about Spider-Man, say offshoot. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that's how a lot changed. So I think I think something like that in the movies would be really interesting. Yeah. And I think that would that would help kind of freshen it up and make people kind of want to see it. Yep. So I don't know if you're ready to move into this yet, but the par- possible titles for the next movie. Do you have any? Sure. So I, I, have, I have an article about this. So we, we'll talk about a couple of our titles. Uh, but if you want to read more about potential titles and some of the comic books that the fourth Avengers may draw from, I have an article about this on our website. So if you go on enchantedearspodcast.com and if you go to the blog, you'll see it. It's, it's uh, titled, I think, you know, placing the odds on six. Uh, potential titles for the next Avengers movie. So if you want to check that out. So go. What yeah. Do you think? I, I prefer to create my own though. Okay. So my my first prediction is the ever boring Infinity War part two. So I that was what it was originally going to be called. See? See? I, then, I was right, it was gonna, right there. It was going to be Infinity War part one and part two, but then they kind of scrapped that. So. Good, good. Yeah, that was that's, okay, so that's that, very uninspired. So, so you're about three years ago. So you're good. All right. Okay. All right. I'm time all traveling right. already before <laughs> okay. the movie comes out. Okay. Uh, my next prediction is Infinity War from dust to dust. From <laughs> dust to dust. <laughs> or, I like to so do all of these start with Infinity War uh-huh. in them. So well, it's not Avengers from dust to dust. It's Avengers Infinity War yeah, yeah, from yeah. dust to dust. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, and my other one is Infinity War Gauntlet. Because it's all about the gauntlet. So Infinity Gauntlet, I think that's I think that's a solid, yeah, solid one. And my last one is Infinity Plus One War. <laughs> Got like you beat. Like our little kids on the playground. Yep, exactly. To Infinity, Infinity Plus One War. That's the only thing I can beat in Infinity War. Uh-huh. Infinity, Infinity Plus, plus one. one War. So I think you know to Infinity and Beyond. I yeah. think it's great because that's that's corporate <laughs> synergy right there. Absolutely. So I think. And at the very end, like the, after the credits roll, we have Buzz Lightyear just like come in like a live action version. And you're like, what the heck? 
Yeah, I think we could leave. Yeah, I think you just have the Toy Story. You don't have to have them live action. You just have the characters. You could do it sitting like there. Pixar does, and like throw in characters from other movies, just sort of in the background, like the scar rug, and I think it was in Toy Story. Like they're, they're oh yeah, they all, they always kind of tie. Yeah, like they together. could add like a just Buzz Lightyear in the background while Tony Stark is talking about right. some plan that he right. has. But it fits. It's in it's an Infinity Gauntlet. They're going to be on to the next set of movies. I, I, I like it. I, no no explanation no explanation needed so i'm with you i think infinity gauntlet is a is a good potential one and like i said i, I kind of list out six so if you want to check out that article but ultimately what i think is the most likely title uh i was kind of between two i was between annihilation and avengers disassembled mm. but i picked avengers disassembled and I gave that the slight edge because not necessarily because of a little bit because of the storyline. So in the comics, Avengers disassembled saw Ant-Man taken to the future by his daughter. So it deals with time travel mm-hmm. and they've already announced that they've cast Emma Furman as an older version of Scott Lang's daughter. So she's going to oh, be in the okay. movie. And what's she, what has she been in? I'm not familiar. I'm, with I her. think she's a new actress. I kind of oh, looked okay. her up. She hasn't been in anything I've I've recognized. Um, she's, okay. I think maybe 17 or 18. So she's kind of new. Oh, yeah. But the uh, disassembled storybook uh, comic book line also saw the um, creation of the new Avengers and the young Avengers. Mm-hmm. So in this, Thor dies. Tony's no longer Iron Man. So the old Avengers are kind of gone or retired and the new Avengers and the young Avengers are created. And so, like I said, with the young Avengers, Scott Lang's daughter is one in the comics is one of the young Avengers. And we already know they've cast her as an older one. And then the actor who played Harley Keener in Iron Man three. So the young boy in Iron Man three. So when Iron Man, he's kind of going through his PTSD mm-hmm. and he's kind of hiding in that town and he meets that young boy who kind of helps him and then he gives him uh, a garage full of tech at the end of the movie. Oh, sure. Yeah, I remember that. So so he, they, he is going to be in, allegedly, he's been cast for Avengers 4 as well. Oh, wow. So you're going to have two... Kind of 17... They're definitely going to have to do like some sort of flashback sequence. To right. That oh, I'm sure they it. will. But you're going to have two, you know, 17, 18 year old kids in here. One that could be a young, uh, ant, not ant man, but, you know, ant woman, ant girl. And then mm-hmm. uh, potentially, you know, the kid could take over. You could see him taking over Iron Man yeah. um, because he's had all the tech. So they're kind of setting up a potential young Avengers. So I think, you know, that whole idea of, like I was saying, that you're ending this storyline while creating another one is something that they did at Avengers Disassembled. But. Th- but the main reason there's gonna be so many of these movies that like people are gonna be able to burn other people with it. Like you're so old, you were alive when the first Avengers came out. <laughs> like, yeah, that's true. That's that, yeah, gonna good be burn. Like Eighty nine of them, and then like people are just gonna. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they're gonna be going on forever. But why I think this is good, and you'll like this because it's kind of a literary parallel. So mm-hmm. the first Avengers movie was called The Avengers, but in uh, the UK and some of the other foreign places. It was actually called Avengers Assemble. Yep. Actually, now I got you a poster, buddy. Yeah, I'm actually looking at the poster of it from the UK in it here, and so it's Avengers Assemble. So I think the parallel, kind of the bookend of 
the Mar this phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe with Avengers Assemble and then Avengers Disassemble it is is really great. And they've kind of mentioned that the next title is going to be is kind of a spoiler for this movie, so that's why they didn't want to release it. So you'd have to think it's something like that of you know Disassemble is kind of a spoiler because well, I'm still pulling from from dust to dust. I mean, that's a spoiler too. So yeah, so anything that kind of you know if the Avengers beat Thanos in this movie, them disassembling really isn't a spoiler. So I think that's I, that's kind of my pick for it. One other thing I wanted to mention, I just looking at my notes, I forgot to mention this earlier, but I want to talk about Doctor Strange in this movie. He's quite strange. <laughs> he is quite strange. But the the point that kind of the whole movie he says. I will let you oh, die yes. to protect the time stone. And then right. at the end of the movie, he just hands over to Thanos and says, here you go. Right. Yeah. So this was a really interesting thing because you see he his relationship to Tony is at best tumultuous throughout the whole film. They don't get along. They don't seem to like each other at all. So the at the very end when he when Doctor Strange hands over the stone to Thanos, it's it's shocking because you don't expect him to do that. But if you recall what he says in the movie, he's seen all the possibilities. I forget how yeah, many. Yeah, so he says there's like 14 million possibilities. Right, and he's seen them all and there's only one outcome where they can win. So you have to almost believe that that one out outcome, he had given the stone to Thanos. Right. Uh, that's yeah, you have, you have to imagine that Doctor Strange knows exactly what's going to happen. I mean, he can surmise and try to lead things to go that way. Right. Yeah. Because he's seen all the probabilities that he knows this is the one path uh, in which we win. And I've actually seen some people suggest that he'll show up in the Captain Marvel movie, that he's actually the one that gave Nick Fury the pager to contact Captain Marvel, that he goes back in time and says, hey, there's going to come a time when people start turning into dust. Yeah. You need this pager to call her. I mean, there's no other explanation for why anyone would have a pager. So that's probably right. pretty good. And Nick Fury, as soon as he saw people going to dust, he immediately went to that. Because it's like, where has she been this whole time? That's going to be one thing they have to explain. Because if she's so powerful, why didn't they call her in the first Avengers movie or in Age of Ultron? So right. it could be this thing that, you know, maybe she's in another dimension. Or when they were fighting Thanos, you know. Yeah, earlier. So it's like, yeah, she's maybe in another dimension fighting off some other cosmic threat. And that's what, you know, Doctor Strange goes back in time and says, you're going to need her. So now that maybe she's here. So that could be another place where the cosmic threat comes from. Yeah, is that. Exactly. So, But I, I have to think, I just want to mention that because I have to think he knows. I think last thing we mentioned earlier, some people the we wanted to see as the kind of meetups. I don't know if you wanted to to mention that at all. Oh yeah, we we I had mentioned like Shuri and Iron Man. I just want to see her kind of serve him, and you know he has all this wonderful technology. But it would be really funny if she sort of like laughed at him because she's got that really funny, yeah, cool. Because her attack is is far is, superior, yeah, to far Tony's. superior than everything. Yeah, so it would be very interesting to see them. You know, at first kind of have like a like a little bit of a not a butting of heads, but she sort of disses him and was like, yeah, your stuff is terrible, and then you know, eventually she could teach him how to use the tech or whatever, uh, and they can bond over that. So I'd love to see a meeting between those two. I was, I was anticipating that for this movie and when it didn't happen, I was a little bit disappointed, but there are two of them. So there's still time. Yeah. I, I think a lot of the meetups that happened in this one were really great. The one that we didn't get 
in this movie that I think we'll get in the next one is Tony and and Cap meeting back. So oh, yeah. their After their Civil relationship, War. yeah, is completely fractured. Though Tony's been carrying around this flip phone <laughs> everywhere he goes. He doesn't want to call Cap on it, but he just carries it around everywhere he goes. It's kind of like a long lost love. Like I want something <laughs> to remember him by, and I think it's perfect that. Cap uses flip phones because nobody else would. He also has a secret lock of hair tucked in his pocket. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Something like that. So so I think I think they're going to have to mend, you know, whatever's broken. Yeah, yeah, in their relationship. So I think that's going to be a really powerful moment. And I think that was smart to save it to the next movie. There was so much that happened. And there was so much emotional stuff kind of weighing this movie down with all the different deaths and everything that you didn't need to add that as well so i think that would be a good emotional punch and that actually may be kind of the emotion that drives the next movie is them kind of reconciling uh their differences to to kind of put this together yeah i think that would be that would be rewarding emotionally yeah Yeah, that would be a good payoff but overall i mean i'm really looking forward to the next one i'm glad it's only a year away that they filmed them kind of back to back that we don't have to wait two years uh i think it's going to be uh a pretty good movie. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, speaking of that, Chris Hemsworth was uh, gave a quote to Esquire. The strongest magazine. Avenger. Uh, I'm yes, calling Chris it Hemsworth, the, the, the strongest, strongest Avenger. Avenger. Yeah, he gave a quote to Esquire magazine, and he said, "I should do this in an Australian accent, but I feel like I would be please, so please embarrassing. don't, please don't, please don't. <laughs> It'd be so bad." Uh, he said, "If you were shocked by Infinity War, I think the second one is even more shocking for other reasons entirely." So I was just wondering, you know, what could he mean by that? That's that's pretty ominous, but, you know, exciting, and there's a lot there. I think it means it's probably not going to be as much death, because this one shocked you for everybody that died, so if it's going to be for other reasons, I don't think it's going to be that more people die. I think it is going to be something that it's going to be a changing of the timeline. Yeah, possibly, yeah. And he also said that he's more excited for people to see the second one than he was to see this one so yeah he he sounds like he's pretty stoked for the next one and i definitely am too because they won me back with this movie yeah and i'm curious you know like you said he he said he's looking forward to it a lot of the actors even with the first one had no idea what was even happening in this one because they filmed so many fake scenes uh a lot of the actors didn't film together due to scheduling so they filmed their scenes separate i think tom holland didn't film like any of his scenes with other actors. And so he was like calling around to figure out, Hey, are you in a scene with Spider-Man? Like, I don't know who I'm talking to in this. I don't know what's going on. Cause he's also, that had to be really hard to act that out with, if you have no idea who you're even talking to. Right. But that's, that's amazing. That's, that's, Modern. But maybe different height differences yeah. would like give them a, a a little bit of a clue. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'd but have it, to believe Scarlett Johansson's a lot shorter than. Well, they Chris were never. In a, yeah, they're never in a scene together. Well, I know, but, but I'm yeah, using it as an example. Right. Like, hey, you oh, look yeah. at this point up on the wall. Well, Scarlett's not that tall, so I yeah. know it has to be. But yeah, he was calling. But it's amazing. Chris. You would never know that those people weren't necessarily in the same scenes together. I oh, mean, definitely not. Modern they did movie. A really good job of stitching that together. Right. But he's, he apparently spoils a lot of movies, so they didn't want him to know anything. <laughs> so he was but like, so very few people have even read the script. So, you know, there's so much out there that is false just because, you know, they filmed uh, false things and they even created kind of like what we talked about earlier with the trailer. You know, the trailer had the Hulk in the battle of Wakanda and then they even made a toy of him coming out of the Hulkbuster armor. So maybe that was in the movie originally that he yeah. was going to bust out. You know, really he was going to finally there. turn. He was going to finally turn at the end. 
But then he did it. But so it's then like, they decided that Loki's still alive. Exactly. And they decided not to do and that. They, yeah, right, right. They decided, hey, we can't have this if he's going to be Loki now. So, but so there's all that kind of sort of stuff of, you know, misdirect and, and they're spending a lot of money to film fake scenes just to make sure that people don't spoil it. And they did a good job because this movie, I don't really think that, you know, the, the movie was out there. Nobody really knew what was going to happen beforehand. Yeah, so. exactly. So I think that that's probably pretty much it for our episode this week. So yeah, hope you enjoyed listening. Yeah, hope you enjoyed. Let, let us know. And, uh, you know, if you have an idea for the title or what you think it's going to be, uh, let us know. You can go to our Facebook page. We're at Enchanted Ears Podcast. Look, look for the post where I posted uh, the article about the six potential titles and, and kind of comment on that and let us know what you think. Yeah, uh, the, the title's gonna be. Yeah, that would be that would be awesome. And don't forget and like to, our Facebook page while you're there. Yeah, like it definitely like it. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review for us. That really really helps. We're trying to gain traction since we're still a, a pretty we're a baby podcast right now. And also submit your questions. Like we yes. love. Yeah, thank you for like, everybody interaction. Right, thank so, you for everybody that submitted questions yeah, this week. Awesome. So you can do so on Facebook. Like I said, it we're at Enchanted Ears Podcast or and also on the website. On the website, we're at EnchantedEarsPodcast.com slash podcast question. Awesome. So I think that's it for this week. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll see you here next week. Until then, have, have a, a magical, magical week. week.